the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dear friends in Christ, over the history of the world, there have been ways to mark the times of the year. In the ancient calendar that was used by the Romans, from which our calendar was created, the name of each month had a meaning. For example, the month of February was so named after a time of the year for a feast called Februa. And that was a three-day festival that would take place. Now, in the Roman calendar, February is the last month of the year. The sense of spring cleaning also emerges from this festival because it marks the, the beginning of spring taking place at the end of that month. Some of the months were named after false gods of the Romans. The ones that they worshipped, March, named after Mars, the god of war. May was likely derived after the name of the goddess Maya. June was named after the goddess Juno. The months July and August were named after Julius Caesar, and then of his successor, Caesar Augustus. September, October, November, and December, they were named for the numbers 7, 8, 9, and 10, because that's how they appeared in that course of the year. If you take a closer look at the the top of the calendar, there is a a word there, mensis, at the top, and that is the Latin word for month. And on the second line of each of those, you've got the month's names, like Julius and August and September. And then along with that, at the top, there is the zodiac calendar that they had in place even at that time. So you've got the the Gemini twins there in the middle for June, and then the Cancer crab and Leo the lion for August, and so forth. Well, there's one month in the Roman calendar which is especially descriptive, and that is the month of January. The Latin word janua means a door that is uh, a place, even a window, where you can see front and back. It's an open type of place. You can see in and out. You can see forward and backward. And historians have said that January is derived also from a god that is worshipped, a common one, named Janus. And here he is depicted facing in two directions, as shown on this coin that was used at that time. And basically, he's looking forward and backward. And as we stand here at this month, we look forward to January and what the year brings, we naturally look in two different directions. And as we will soon celebrate this New Year's Eve, it's a time to celebrate God's grace. As we look back with appreciation, and as we look ahead also to it with anticipation. 
And our text for this morning comes from the end of Isaiah's prophecy. Isaiah had described the, the changes that the Lord Messiah would bring to God's people in the, the chapters that are before our text. And here, Isaiah goes on to describe the effect of his own preaching and what it would have on the Israelites who were faithful to God. And he introduces the final section of his prophecy by using the prayer of someone who is recognizing all that the Lord has done for his people. And let me read, and you can also see the words of praise that this person gives to God. He says, I will tell of the kindnesses of the Lord, the deeds for which he is to be praised, according to all that the Lord has done for us. Yes, the many good things he has done for the house of Israel, according to his compassion and many kindnesses. He said, surely these people, they are my people. They are sons who will not be false to me. And so he became their savior. In all their distress, he too was distressed. And the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. To this prayer, we would all say, Amen, I'm sure. It reminds us that the Lord has been kind to us too. And at the end of this year, we can tell of the kindnesses and the deeds for which we can give him all the praise. You know, we don't have to look very far back this year to be reminded of God's undeserved love. We only need to look back one week to Christmas Eve, reminding ourselves again that Jesus was born for us to live a life that we could not live and to die in a way that would be able to pay for the punishment of all our sins. This is the clearest and most complete reminder of God's kindness and love for us. And so we rejoice that we have had the privilege to once again celebrate that birth of Jesus, his birthday, and to speak about his great love for us. But obviously our spiritual blessings, which we have received in 2017, they're not confined to Christmas only. We've had the opportunity for 52 weekends to gather together in worship with our God, to be fed by his word. We have followed Jesus all the way to the cross during the year. And at that empty tomb, we have said, he is risen. We've listened to the words and the works of our Savior. We have spent time in Bible classes, Sunday school, small groups, and even our own personal time in God's Word. And we found healing and hope in that. We have felt God's presence, and we have been reassured of His love when we've sinned. And as we celebrate God's grace today, too, we look back in appreciation for all the goodness of God's word for us and all that it has brought to us. In 2017, we also often experience God's promise that we are his forgiven children as we receive Christ's body and blood on the cross. And today is a special day to close out the year and celebrate that once again. We're also reminded that we will eat and drink with our Lord when we will be with him in his kingdom in heaven. 
Although we have many things to be thankful for, we are most thankful for his means of grace. As he gives us his word and his sacraments to feed us. The person who is praying this prayer in our text, you know, he acknowledges that the Lord has done many good things for his people. Well, we know that. The Lord has brought his people out of slavery from Egypt. And he brought them eventually to that land, that promised land of Canaan. A land flowing with milk and honey. He had defended them from their enemies. And through the mighty miracles, he protected his people and he prospered them. He blessed their crops and other sources of income throughout the time. And he did all of these things because of his love and compassion for people. They were God's people, and they enjoyed all the benefits of being God's people. And this reminder for what God did for his people of old in the past, it also shows what he does for people today. He still does great things. You know, who of us can't tell of the kindnesses of the Lord that he has given to us? You know, take a moment to look back in appreciation for yourself or what the Lord has done in this past year. We know that he has given us shelter and food and clothing. We've enjoyed the blessing of friends and family. He's given us another year to enjoy his creation. The Lord has given us all these blessings beyond belief and really more than what we could even use. But someone might say that not everything in 2017 was all that good. What about the, the terrorist attacks on civilians? What about the hurricanes, the floods, and the wildfires that took place even in our own nation? Someone might say, well, I had troubles and a lot of problems. In fact, this year was one of my worst I lost my job, I was sick, I faced financial problems and other troubles. 2017 was not a good year. And I really don't see all that much good that God has done for me. Well, yes, we also can face the temptation to feel that way. And to have those kinds of thoughts. But Isaiah, he recorded these words at a time when they were facing something very similar. He and the other believers, they faced persecution. The country was under threat of foreign invasions. And for God's people of that time, things were very bad. And things were very uncertain, too. And yet Isaiah knew that no matter how things looked, God was with him and his people. Isaiah knew that he could only see things from a human perspective. And he knew that if he could see it from God's perspective, he would know that God is concerned and watching over his people and doing everything for Isaiah's eternal good and for everyone else. Because of God's grace, we all can look back with appreciation. No matter what has happened, The Lord has been good to us. We're reminded too when we see things that look bad in 2017 that God is with us. 
In verse 9, Isaiah says, In all their distress, God too was distressed. God was distressed when we're in distress also. Through all the troubles and trials we faced in this year, God was sympathetic to us. It always makes sense, and you know, to, uh, we know that we feel better when someone else knows what we're going through, when someone understands. And that's the reason to celebrate God's grace. You know, God felt our pain that we felt. And when we were shedding tears of sorrow, maybe even of pain, our God was watching over us and caring for us. The verse later says that the angel of his presence saved them. You know, we may never know how many close calls we had this year. How many disasters the Lord did protect us from. We may have even walked through that valley of the shadow of death and not even known it. But we do know God's presence as he sends his angels to protect us and he shelters us under his own protecting hand. And then that verse finally concludes saying, In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. Through everything, God was there. And as we celebrate this New Year's Eve, the Lord has even shown us how he protects us. You know, the Lord said through Isaiah 17 chapters earlier, I have upheld since you were conceived. And have carried since you were born, your birth. Even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he and I am he who will sustain you. I have made you and I will carry you. I will sustain you and I will rescue you. From our own beginning to our old age, if we get to that point, we know that God promises to be with us. From year to year, our God will provide for us. And through good times and bad, the Lord, he really does carry us. And what reason did the Lord have for allowing troubles to come into our life for this past year? Well, he used even those times to draw us closer to him. A closer relationship that he always desires. And it also served to remind us that he alone is our strength. And he is the only way out of our troubles. The other part of our New Year's celebration, it is to look ahead. We make resolutions and plans. You know, we look forward to another year of God's grace. And that gives us a great advantage over others who celebrate New Year's Eve. Because we can look forward to 2018 with anticipation. What's the one thing that we do look forward to in 2018? You might have a lot of things in mind, but that one thing is God's mercy and grace. We know that we will fail many times. We know that we're going to fall short of God's perfect will. But we know that God's mercies are new Every morning, right? We also know that God will forgive us through the blood of his own son, Jesus. No matter how badly we stumble in this coming year, our God will forgive us. 
And we can also look forward to 2018 with anticipation because we will have the blessing of God's word. Lord willing, for another 52 weekends, we will be together in worship. And once again, we will have his word that will build us up in our faith so that we can live out our lives for him and to find guidance in our life. And in 2018, we will look forward to seeing souls enter the kingdom of God through the sacrament of baptism. Last night, we had an opportunity to have a baptism at that place to close out the year. We will grow in love with one another as we also stand around this altar in the Lord's table to once again receive Christ's body and blood in this supper. We have the means by which God brings us his grace. Instead of looking forward to 2018 with anticipation, there are many people in the world who are looking at this coming era as one of worry. Anxiety and fear. You know, they're going to say, what is the new year going to hold? Will the economy be good or bad? Will companies continue to lay off workers or will they be hiring many more? Will taxes go up or will they go down? Will our investments go up or down? And what about the war on terrorism and these hot spots in the world and rumors that are going on? How wonderful it is for us that we can be confident that no matter what happens, God will be there for us and he will care for us. We know that he promises to provide all that we need. And we may experience setbacks, not going to be a perfect year, of course. But the Lord will only do what is best for us. And what about the potential problems that we might face in 2018? What if we lose a spouse or we lose a job? What if some disaster strikes? Perhaps there will be another terrorist attack in this land. Again, we hear the words from verse 9. In their distress, God too was distressed. And the angel of the presence of his saved them. In his love and mercy, he redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them all the days of old. In any distress that may come our way, God will be there for us. He'll rescue us and carry us even through the worst of times. So how do we acknowledge the the goodness of God for this new year as in how it will affect our plans for 2018? How do we look forward with anticipation in a God-pleasing way? Well, we put all of our dreams and our hopes into the hands of the Lord. And we have to be careful how we look forward with anticipation. James gives us some really great words in his fourth chapter as far as looking at New Year's advice. He says, now listen, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money, why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow. What is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, 
we will live and do this or that. As we look forward to this new year with anticipation, we recognize that it's only by God's grace and it's only in accordance to his will that we can make our plans. Tonight at midnight or whenever you ring in the new year, as you do it, celebrate God's grace. It's grace that moves you to look back with appreciation for what God has done and to look forward with that anticipation of what God can do in our lives. God's blessings to each of you in this coming year as you go forward in that precious name of Jesus. Amen. And now may the peace of our God, which passes all our understanding, keep our hearts and minds in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.